1: It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge is another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we talk with the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Kelsey Alford discusses the winter storm and its impact on soil moisture. The stock growers have also issued a 12-point plan to revamp government drought aid, and Alfred goes over the proposals in detail. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Babot is expected to announce some support for the post-crop industry this afternoon. She had hoped to be in Regina today, but weather has disrupted the plans. Real Agriculture talks with an outstanding young farmer winner, Carla Kading. We have the latest outlook from SaskWheat. We have an agribition report and the latest Saskatchewan feeder cattle market price update. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
1: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. There's a varying amount of snow across the Saskatchewan Grain Belt from yesterday and today's snowstorm. Regina has some snow drifts three feet thick, while other areas of the province, like Assiniboia, have only a thin cover. The president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers, Kelsey Elford, says he welcomes any amount of moisture.
2: Well, you know uh, in in certain areas, Jim, the uh, the accumulation is is not that much. In other areas, it's accumulated a little more, and uh, I hate to say it, but one of the things that we desperately need in this province over this course of this winter is is four or five feet of snow to freshen up the water holes and and fill up the potholes, and it ties right into the the need for what we're asking for on this farm and water imp- ranch infrastructure program but beggars can't be choosers and I think everybody uh, would like to order snow when they want it, not necessarily
1: when it comes. So you think the snow though is a good start for the areas that did receive some snow?
2: Absolutely, yep, Um, well you know I'll never complain about moisture in in whatever form it comes.
1: So I guess the big thing that you put out as a news release you've issued a, a call for revamping drought aid measures, why?
2: You know, first and foremost, Jim, I want to say that we're extremely thankful for the action that this government's had over the course of the summer. They led Canada in, in drought assistance action, and we're extremely pleased about that. I think that, you know, without a big snow winter, we're we're going to run into problems next year where we've got a wide sprint area where there you might have grass available, but but water is has turned bad or... You know it's dried up entirely you know one of the big things that we've heard all summer long is is hauling water and you know digging dugouts is is one solution digging deep wells and and uh shallow pipelines to off-site water troughs it's it's long-term solutions is is one of the things that we're that we're aiming towards in revamping these the programs that are already in place simply because it's not the first time it's been dry in this province and it's Probably not going to be the last time. And so when when we're looking long-term in this industry, if we have those infrastructure things in place, then we have a better way to manage the dry that comes.
1: You've outlined a 12-point, what I call, action plan. Give me some of the key highlights.
2: Well, key highlight number one, first and foremost, is on the federal and provincial portion getting power included on the farm and ranch water infrastructure, as it is not today. There's lots of things in place that are on that program but including power to get it to where the the well is going to be is is a big ask that we'd like to see changed understanding that there's only a certain number of contractors in this province that are doing uh water projects and and you know producers that got in early when the 70 percent was announced they uh i've heard of some getting their wells done and, and water projects done we've spoke with the ministry and they understand that there's only a limited number i would encourage producers if they have a, a water project in mind get your applications in get your quotes in so that it's on the books that you know you you want to get the work done but let's be honest jim from november until the end of april there's not a lot of water lines being plowed in 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 this province simply because of our our weather situation so and the other thing is, is cash flow on these jobs. When we look at the assistance that is, you know, we're extremely grateful for the enhancement of that. Now, producers having to access those dollars is, um, can be a challenge. And so if the Fur Whip would allow the contractors to directly bill into, into Fur Whip, and then the producers come up with their portion that takes a capital load off of producers as they try to operate their day-to-day. The other thing is, is through this whole process this summer, we've learned and uh, and appreciate that, you know, we have producers that are raising um, goats and sheep and, and uh, smaller producers and younger producers that are, maybe they don't have a large land base or a large herd, but they, they want to continue moving forward and, uh, you know, be next generation in this province, but they don't necessarily qualify for the, the $50,000. And so that would be tied directly to the ask of lowering the the cap from 50 to 10. And being able to access dollars again, there's a tool in place with with Agri-Invest, you know, if if producers could access that money tax-free to put toward these projects, that would be a a huge help. I would like to think forward thinking and long-term solutions are going to be
1: beneficial to this province as
2: a whole moving
1: forward. Coming up, the stock grower's president outlines more of the 12-point plan to improve drought aid for Saskatchewan producers. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. Prairieeavesdrops.ca. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has issued a call for government to revamp the drought aid measures announced this summer. President Kelsey Elford says the 12-point plan includes a request for more technical support for planning and building water projects. He adds there's a request to put the 70% water infrastructure funding program extended past the March 31st, 2022 deadline.
2: Well, in that, yeah, absolutely. Because for one, all the water projects that maybe necessarily need to happen can't happen in that short amount of time. And if that can be extended so that more people can take advantage of it, it's going to be a benefit to the business of livestock in this province long term, simply because the safe drinking water is going to be in place for those cattle for generations. And if we cap that at next March, that, that limits the growth of the livestock sector in this province.
1: One other area I see that of your action plan is to try to get long-term low-interest loans and the government to negotiate affordable transportation with the railway companies for moving feed grain
2: this comes up a lot of the time where there is feed available but it's a long ways away and so it 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 doesn't make it economically feasible to bring that feed in so if if there was assistance on on the rail side that would be a huge help to producers of this province and unfortunately you know um, we haven't unfortunately but thankfully we haven't seen the divestiture of the herd that we were anticipating as of yet which is great but you know the the producers that are going to have to buy back in to to get their numbers up when the weather turns around and and they want to continue ranching long-term loans are a tool that we would like to see available long-term low-interest loans just so that you can can operate and and stay in business and weather this storm.
1: Kelsey Alford is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo says she's setting out on an important tour this week to meet and listen to farmers, food processors, industry leaders, and her provincial counterparts in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Manitoba. She says this year's drought showed that farmers are among the hardest hit by climate change and will highlight programs and investments to build on the resilience for the farming community. She had planned to outline support for the pulse crop industry in Regina today, but due to the storm, the plane could not land. Time now for Real
0: Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire Dealers on
3: The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, and I am joined right now by Carla Cating. She is with Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers. Carla, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's great to chat with you. So big virtual event coming up here on December 2nd and the 3rd. Uh, tell us about what, what makes an outstanding young farmer
4: fen and farmers are people that excel in agriculture. they show progress in their ag career they're environmental stewards they have production history, financial and management practices they're contributors to their community and the province and the country and they've shown financial progress
3: What about the age are are they are they under forty five under forty tell us about the age
4: eighteen to thirty nine Ah. Is is the people that are eligible, and they have to derive two thirds of their income from the farm, and be the management decision makers.
3: Now we've got a list of the regional honorees. We're going to go through those in a second, but first, these regional honorees they're going to they're going to give a presentation at the uh, the event. What, what does that look like, and what's the purpose?
4: Um, well, they do a PowerPoint presentation on Friday, and that gives you a um, bit of detail about their their operation in a, in photos. We get to find out where they were, what they are doing, and where they plan to be in the future. Um, you get a sneak peek into what, what their production techniques are and what they excel in, and also their families. Mm-hmm. They also will be involved in a judging process while they're at the event.
3: Now, are, are they judged on their current performance or the potential of their idea? Like, h- how do the judges balance those kinds of things?
4: Well, they look at all of the different items, you know, the progress, their their stewardship, their production history, and their financials. So the judges receive a package. It's uh, about a 15-page document that the, the couples are honorees fill out and it includes all of the information about where they've been, where they are, what they're planning to do.
3: Well, if you wouldn't mind, Carla, I'd love you to run through this year's regional honorees so we we, uh, bring some attention to them because obviously these are some of the, the high achievers in our industry.
4: Yes, they are. Um, so in British Columbia, we have Raymond and Tracy Brendenhoff from Abbotsford. They are third-generation poultry producers, and they've gone into hops. So they are now producing hops, importing and exporting hops uh, around the world. Uh, in Alberta, we have Roloff and Mary Van ben- Bentham ben- ben- ben from Red Deer County, and they are dairy producers. Um, Roloff's family immigrated from... Um, the Netherlands. So they're in the dairy production there in Alberta. In Saskatchewan, we have Michael and Jessica Lovich from Belgoni, and they are dairy producers that moved from Alberta into Saskatchewan and started their operation um, on their own with the help of the SAS Dairy Board. Manitoba is Andrea and Katie Stepler from Miami, Manitoba, and they farm with Andrew's, Andrew's um, Two brothers, but they're responsible for their purebred cattle. So they run Purebred Charlet, uh, in Miami. In Ontario, we have Jenny Butcher and Wes Koontz from Brantford, Ontario. And they started out as Jer- Jersey dairy producers. They've now uh, customized the milk production into artisan cheese and opened a local food emporium where they um, showcase all of the producers or crafts people in the area and feed their the people of Brantford. In Quebec, we have Genevieve Großenbach and James Thompson, and they're from just outside of Ottawa, and they are organic vegetable growers who did not come from agriculture. They were in curious about the environment and, and felt it was important. They also felt that feeding people was important, so they got into growing organic vegetables and sell those to the people outside of Ottawa. And then Philip and Katie Ketty from Woodville, Nova Scotia are strawberry plant producers. So they produce the plants, not the strawberries, and uh, sell them around the world. And they also are the largest sweet potato producers east of Ontario.
3: This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
1: It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. A blowing snow advisory is in effect. Today, periods of light snow and blowing snow. Wind northwest 50, gusting to 70. The temperature steady near minus 6. The low tonight, minus 14. The wind chill near minus 20. Thursday, partly cloudy. Wind southeast 30. The high minus 4. The low minus 10. Friday, sunny and a high minus 1, the low minus 8. Saturday, partly cloudy with the high 0, the low minus 14. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 13, the low minus 16. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5. Normal high for this state, minus 2, the normal low minus 13. The sun rose at 8.16 this morning. It sets at 5.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot. In the southwest corner at Val Marie, it's minus 4. The cold spot up north, Uranium City at minus 14. Estevan is minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 6. Swift Current, minus 11. Weyburn, minus 6. Yorkton, minus 5. In Regina with snow and blowing snow, it's minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 54, gusting to 69. Humidity is 82%. The barometer rising, 102.0. Snow and blowing, snow and moose jaw, minus 6. Winds are from the west-northwest, 54, gusting to 68. Once again, Regina, snow and blowing, snow. It's minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit this portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. mcdougallauctions.com, And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The latest Saskweed Outlook says there was limited wheat trade last week as the industry awaited an updated supply-demand report from the U.S., Market analyst Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting compiled the outlook and says wheat prices were on the rise last week
5: but have shown some
1: softening early this week.
5: In actual trades, Tunisia bought 100,000 tons for these through Jan at 380 to 385.60 per metric ton. The Philippines bought two cargos of Australian feed wheat at around 365 US per ton, and they remain open for the JAN through FEP positions as well. Bangladesh returns November 22nd for 50,000 tons, and we still have no results from Tuesday's UN tender for Ethiopia of 110,000 tons. Net US sales of 286,000 tons for 2021 were down 29% from the previous week and down from the prior four-week average. To continue, here are some of last week's major news in the wheat markets by major origin of wheat. We are starting with Canada. The USDA decreased U.S. wheat imports by 10 million bushel in the report. The decrease came from a 5 million bushel reduction each to spring wheat and durum imports from Canada. Weekly Canadian exports for week 14. They were small at 130,000 tons for a season total of 3.4 million tons. This is just 60% of last year's export number. Durham, Week 14 Durham exports were 68,000 tons for a season total of 928,000. This is 27% less than last year to date. While Durham is clearly tight in Italy and France, Durham prices in Northern Italy stayed the same last week at 543 euros per tonne. This is the first time since harvest that prices didn't increase in Northern Italy. We note that in France, the price of no-name brand pasta has risen by 20%. While wealthy country will be, countries will be able to pay up and source the necessary Durham supplies, substitution will become more pronounced in emerging economies. For example, Turkey, a major pasta exporter, increased the maximum share of common wheat allowed in pasta from 30% to 100%. We would target about 15% of new crop sales for Durham at 13 bucks per bushel or better. And we would look at signing up three quarts for the fall of 2022. Moving to the United States, the November 9 USDA WASDA report made only minor revisions to the U.S. wheat balance sheet. On global wheat, world wheat ending stocks were below the trade's expectations at 276 million tons, down 1.4 million from last month, and down 12.2 million from last year. We note that world stocks, excluding China and India, are down just 400,000 tons from last month, but ending stocks at the major exporters are down 1.6 million and their stocks to use ratio is at a new record low. Regarding the 2022 crop, U.S. winter wheat planting is 92% complete, 74% of the crop has emerged and is rated at 45% good to excellent, unchanged from last week and unchanged from last year.
1: Borsh adds there is some concern about the quality level of Australian wheat due to recent rain. She adds Brazil continues to show some antagonism towards genetically modified wheat grown in Argentina. Marlena Borsh of Mercantile Consulting compiles the weekly market outlook for the Sask Wheat website.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
1: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mainly lower this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says all steer prices were lower and most heifers were also on the decline.
4: Well, again,
6: you know, it's still that time of year where that fall run comes in. And so, the mo- for the most part, prices drop. So, when we look at feeder steer prices, they were lower across the board for all the weight categories. And so, prices there ranged from $261.09 per 100 weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $174.30 per 100 weight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The smallest price decline we saw was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. So it was little guys, uh, at 46 cents per 100 So that was a decline there. The largest price decline we saw was in the heavier weights, the 800 to 900 pound weight category. And those guys went down $2.63 per 100 weight to end the week averaging $181. And then we look at the feeder heifers. They were mainly lower. Prices ranged from $193.88 per 100 weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $168.40 for the 800 plus pound weight category. Price increases we saw was in the 800 plus pound weight category with those girls going up $3.15 per 100 weight. Uh, and then there's a smaller price increase of 32 cents in the 500 to 600 pound weight category. And so the largest price decline we saw was in the Little, little Girls, the 300 to 400-pound weight category, and they went down $8.01 per hundred weight.
1: What were the main factors pushing down feeder cattle prices?
6: Well, again, I'm going to be that broken record, I'm afraid. Um, you know, volume, seasonality, they continue to put pressure on those prices. Feed barley, based at Lethbridge jumped again this past week. However, you know, the, the sales volume was down at the auction markets last week, so let's see how that plays out in, in this week's cash markets.
1: And what were marketing's?
6: So, Canfax reported a total of 37,227 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's down from just over 49,000 head the previous week, uh, but it is higher than the 30,000 head marketed during the same time in 2020.
1: What happened with market-ready cattle prices?
6: So, we saw prices for Alberta live-fed steers. They ended the week at $156.38 per hundredweight, and they weren't reported the previous week, so we have nothing to compare them to, unfortunately. But when we look at the cold cow market, we saw the price of D2 slaughter cows. They saw a smaller decline than what we've seen lately of $0.39 cents per hundredweight. And so they ended the week averaging $60.90 per hundredweight. And the price of D3 slaughter cows saw a price decline of $0.66. Cents. And so they ended the week averaging $51.64 per hundredweight.
1: That's Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie. Time now for Countdown to Aggribution, brought to you by 2S Auctioneers Online Auction House. Start bidding today at 2sauctioneers.ca. Agribition features over 2,500 head of livestock next week. The show opens Monday with the official burning of the brand. CEO Chris Lane says stock dogs will also be a big part of the show. The stock dogs are amazing. And I think, you know, when you see the level of training and the level of of instinct in those dogs when they go to work, it is really something to behold. It's one of our more popular events in the daytime in the brand center. And it really is, uh, it's a showcase of, I think, uh, again, using canines uh, to the best of their ability and um, as a demonstration. It's, it's exciting and it's amazing to see what those dogs can do. Agribition opens Monday and wraps up Saturday, November 27th. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboine, and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 830 at 971.62. Yellow peas gained 1286 at 608.61. One red spring wheat rose 525 at 449.28. The rest were unchanged. Durham 707.72. Feed barley 383.64. Flax, $1,468.62. Lentils, nine eighty-six fifty. dollars Oats, 5 dollars Feed wheat, two sixty-one sixty-five. dollars On the Minneapolis Exchange, spring wheat rose 9 cents at $10.24 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The
0: Source 620 CKRM.
1: Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes.
6: Assiniboine Livestock had a pre sale on November 16th. 300 to 400-pound steers sold for 211 to 242. 400 to 450-pound steers sold from 218 to 242. 450 to 500-pound steers sold from 205 to 242. 500 to 550-pound steers sold from 203 to 220. 550 to 600-pound steers sold from 196 to 206. 600 to 650-pound steers sold from 188 to 196. 650 to 700-pound steers sold from 184 to 191. 700 to 800-pound steers sold from 176 to 187. And 800 to 900-pound steers sold from 167 to 177. Heifers are 30 to 50 cents back from the steers. This is Jordan Stevens with the Assiniboia Livestock Market Report. Have a great, ranching
1: day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $174.51 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This
0: is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's
1: Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. University of Regina researchers have completed a 10-year study showing removal of nitrogen from Regina City wastewater discharge improves downstream water quality in Waskana Creek. The study examined the effects of the $175 million upgrade to the Regina wastewater treatment plant in 2016, which largely eliminated pollution with ammonia and reduced nitrogen by 85 percent. The study is the first time scientists have shown nitrogen removal improves water quality. Water quality has been affected by excess nutrients from cities, farms, and other industrial activities, leading to algae blooms, biodiversity collapse, and the activation of toxins and reducing oxygen levels. The study shows removal of nitrogen from wastewater reduces abundance of algae and harmful cyanobacteria, while increasing beneficial species usually found in healthy water bodies. The report's co-author... University of Regina biologist Dr. Peter Levitt says Regina wastewater in the past has been a cause of water quality degradation in downstream lakes of the Capel Valley. Now he expects water quality to start to improve first in Pasqua Lake, then move east through the downstream ecosystems. He hopes planned industrial activities don't undo the good work. Levitt says full recovery of the Capel Lakes will likely take decades. On the markets, the TSX is down 83 points at 21,633. The Dow has fallen 175 points at 35,966. Oil has dropped $2.02 at 78.74 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 23,100 of a cent at 79.38 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada.